Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Mark and I will be good stewards of your donation. I had a long talk with Mark about he, how he should definitely not use this money to purchase more black robes and goat leggings. <laughs> You see, Mark has recently converted to Satanism. Right. It's episode 116 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is an old friend of ours, Clark Miller. He is a gym owner now and has lots to say about movement. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Rick's friend, Kyle. And we're up with our Simple Human Tidbit of the week. Rick, it was your birthday. It was. It was my birthday. That was a really weird way to throw that out there. Yes, it was. Your ninth birthday. Um, I'm so- I do not like all this attention, by the way. Well, it's such a... A birthday in and of itself is an annual event. Not yours, however. Yours is like the Olympics, Rick. That is actually true. That's how, as a kid, I used to keep track of when my birthday was. It happens in uh, summer Olympic years. Yes. Yes. Well, it's very exciting. Um, I don't think we talked about what uh, what we sent you way early. We were. I was so excited. I sent you a birthday present like February 10th. Um, I've literally forgotten about what you sent me. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Rick! Oh, is it the shirt? Have you not worn your Callahan Auto Parts hoodie? Oh, yes. I actually have worn that. Yes. Yes. I've worn it several times. Well, I saw that, and we are big. I've forgotten you send me so much stuff that I have wishes (laughs) for my birthday. Oh, money. Which is when you send me some in the mail, and my wife finds them and thinks that uh, I've got some crazy ideas in my head about what we're going to do to spice things up. All right. Well, let's uh, (laughs) not mention it. Anymore? Yes, thank you. Let Are you us. Sure? I have I can a cu- say it again if you want. I have a couple of uh, birthday voice messages that I'm going to play Are for you. Are they all from Lonnie? No, one is from. <laughs> just here. Here's the first one. Hey guys, this is Tim Wacker. I just wanted to say happy birthday to Rick here on the leap leap year day. I uh, can't say anything. Can't think of anything funny to say. So um, I'll just leave that. Happy birthday, Rick. Hope you have a wonderful day and that uh, you're able to spend that time at, uh, at home with you with your family. All right, keep up the great work, guys. And uh, Rick, I appreciate what you bring to the podcast and, and balancing it all out and all your really intelligent questions that you have. It really uh, brings out some good nuggets there. All right, have a great day, guys. Bye. Okay, Tim, you, Tim. Tim Wacker. Uh, we have mentioned that before, right? That it like burns you up that like we have a yes, question. yes, you have, like these all these in depth questions, and then I ask some layman question, and they always go. <laughs> That's um, a really great question, Rick. And immediately my phone texts and it's you like great question. Idiot. Oh, we're my great questions. So. Okay. Here, shut up. Here's another one. Uh, I, I'm not. Thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate hey guys. it. Still on 69. <laughs> I just hit another stoplight. I'm now driving. Guess what? I'm back at a 45 miles an hour. Okay, so that was uh, that. That's that was just a small glimpse of what we get from Lonnie. <laughs> he uh, texted me and he was like. 
I'm driving to Dallas, and I was like, crap, I can't meet you because my schedule's all jacked up, and it was the last second. It's like, oh, I'm going to leave you like a thousand voicemails. And she's like, <laughs> no kidding. So, and, and then, okay, here's the actual birthday one. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Ooh. dear Officer Bentley. Happy birthday to you. I'm imagining Lonnie stripping his clothes That's off. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like he, like and rubbing man, his, his chest. It's really warm in here. Yeah. <laughs> and some different sweatpants. So what did you do on your birthday? Not... I hate burdening people with like the mundane details of my like, oh my gosh, my life is so terrible. We've had our the ongoing saga of selling the house continues. Well, mm. On Sunday, we had like five showings, which is really crazy because it's been on the market for like something like 36 days, and we're still getting a crazy amount of showings. We had something like 40 showings in 30 days. Well, we had five of them on Sunday. Well, it's good. We had my younger son's birthday party, who's born on March 4th, his birthday party in the afternoon, so we were away from the house all day. Well, fortunately, one of those people put an offer on our house, We uh, and it was a good offer, and so we were basically hustling last second to, we got to go find a place to live. And so we're, you know, my terrific real estate agent, Colt, uh, Colt Rivington with Rivington Team Realty, here to be your full-service realtor. That's what his outgoing greeting sounds like on his cell phone. It's really funny. But uh, he ending. found it, him and his wife did a terrific job of finding us a place that we are just terrifically happy about and it was just full of so that's that was your real birthday. estate garbage so, all day, but uh, it's a great birthday present. The national nightmare is over, everyone. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know all the inspections that are scheduled in the next couple of days. Hopefully, they go well, and hopefully, this process moves along. And by April, middle, you know, first week of April, hopefully, we'll be doing our thing. So, well, hold on. That so, was what I did for my birthday. So, do your does your family do they do anything different on the actual birthday? Is it is it? I oh, mean, no. confetti. We're, no, we were busy on my birthday. We're, I'm well, dead serious. I probably drove like 150 miles in five mile increments, back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Hey, so, add that. Bought me bought me lunch at a barbecue place oh. for my birthday. Oh. That was nice. Mm. Uh, my wife and I went out on Saturday night because my wife's Mondays. My birthday was on a Monday. Uh, my her Mondays are really, really, really long. Uh, she has mm. to, she has a client in Dallas, which is like 40 miles away from our house in the morning, and in the evening. Right, no, that's the evening client. The morning client is somebody I don't. I can't keep any of it straight anymore. But she doesn't get home till like seven thirty Monday night, anyways. So we celebrated on Saturday a couple nights before I took off of work and we went out. So all right, well, um, that's all very interesting, Rick. Yeah, I know. It's uh, um, I'm glad you uh, prompted me with a really, really thoughtful question. Well, great question, Mark. Shut up. Um, so speaking of, you drove 150 miles on your birthday. That is something that I might have added to the bragging <laughs> montage. Okay. For <laughs> so we're at. I want to. I want to give the explanation for this. Okay. okay. We've done it one time, but I feel like it needs it more in depth. That's something that like we will periodically say, and it's just a reflection, like a re- you know, it's just a reactionary statement. Mark says something that's strange, and you'll hear me say, "Ah, oh, that to the Mark Riders bragging montage," and people are like, "What the? What does that mean?" Well. This is really stupid, and I promise we didn't do this to steal a bit, but like, there's a radio station in Dallas, a sports radio station, one of the best in the country, 1310 The Ticket, that we listen to, and their listeners are known for being super, super, super loyal, and they get into all these crazy inside jokes. Well, they do a thing where they like, uh, 
they they clip out like the most mundane statements ever for a guy for like one of their personalities and they add it to a bragging montage and literally the bragging montage is like I had a sandwich yesterday, like yeah. the most ridiculous, like not bragging actual things. Like, yeah, I was uh, using my dishwasher and like they clip that out. And it's just, it's really funny. Maybe you got to hear one of them to understand. Well, but let's do that. That was how I, like how, and it's my fault. And, you know, I don't want anybody accusing us of stealing bits. It's not why we did this. But like, uh, that's why I will say that if Mark's like, yeah, I, uh, I checked the mail, and I'll be like, whoa, whoa, yeah. add that to the Mark Rogers bragging montage. Well, okay. That's the genesis of that, Jimmy. Well, let's play it, because I put one together. Yeah, uh, Mark actually worked for hours and hours yes. to put one together that's really, really funny that we enjoy. It took me a long time. So here it is, for your pleasure. Are we going to hear this, too? Yes. Okay. I am married. I started out in uh, North Texas playing football. One of my brothers is, is large and in charge and very muscular. In 2010, in May, I started paleo. From 2006 to this past May, I did four half Ironmans, one full Ironman, five That's marathons. I did several half marathons. I haven't had a car payment in a long time. <laughs> I would say that I have way more Canadian friends than the average person. My car got totaled in a hailstorm a couple weeks ago. I'm about to get the chair. <laughs> if you change lanes without a signal, I could put you in jail for that. So yeah. I've met Jordan a few times. The girls' basketball team is real good, too. That's where my girlfriend played. I was, like, all excited because I thought she texted me an eggplant. No one in the history of the television business produced so much blooper gold as I did. When I do something funny, I want everybody to laugh at yeah. it. So. I'm having knee surgery. I met Deductible thanks to my bench press accident. I don't want to give away the city that I work in. I work a pretty diverse beat. I'm currently cleaning out my bottle that contained my green smoothie. <laughs> we have a dishwasher... Well, last night I, uh, I make dinner. As I've mentioned many, many times um, on the show, my wife is a very busy woman. She is a student. She is also a worker and a mom. I tried to buy you lunch, but you won't ever come to my part of the hood. A gallon of pee is a lot of pee. <laughs> so for like 30 minutes, I'm chasing Todd through the wood. So I had a meeting this morning at an office building. My fat beagle, Rudy, has, has this problem, and I have had to put on rubber gloves and pop his anal sacs. Can you sacks. do it your, At that time, I chewed, I chewed uh, delicious uh, tobacco. <laughs> I wrote down all 23 paying jobs I've had in my life. I did grab my crotch. I <laughs> uh, did some uh, landscaping. I wrote for The Optimist. I drove a horse <laughs> carriage in downtown Dallas. So I am a, a grown man. I'm 35 years old. I don't wear shorts in public. And they're basically just ramming it up my rear end sideways. <laughs> I am a, a hat connoisseur. So there it was. I, I think, like, I don't want to give my away the city that I work in. Is I have a dishwasher. <laughs> that one embodies the idea of like, the non bragging bragging montage. Now, there's some things in there that weren't really bragging. Right. They're just like funny clips. But, like, uh, yeah. like when I it, think the best one, is, in my opinion, has got to be me saying, I have a dishwasher. Yeah. Or, uh, like, I don't want to give away the city that I work in. That's, that's like nothing. That's not funny. Or, I don't know it's why. Not, yeah. It's yeah. either. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> But my brother's saying, like, I just grabbed my crotch. I did grab my crotch. That's like, not, uh, yeah. Sorry, but it's still funny to yeah. flip it out. So when you hear Mark or I say something that's along the lines of add that to the bragging montage, that is specifically what we're talking about. We actually have and I bought I spent a dollar on that little banjo music. 
<laughs> I thought Add it was pretty good. Add that to the bragging yeah. montage. <laughs> that's, where that's where we'll start the next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's. I want to get to our interview with Clark. But before I do, um, a few weeks ago, uh, George, and I'm not sure, Rick, I know there was a hockey player named this. Is it Pagan? No, it was, it was Angel Pagan, wasn't it? Was that a hockey player or a baseball player? That was a baseball player, yeah. I believe, for the... Angels. Yes, I think Shortstop you're right. Shortstop for the Angels. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm thinking Angel. of I'm thinking of Shatan. Uh, that's, that's a Miroslav Shatan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelled S A T A N. Yeah, favorite hockey player. So was Mark because he. Ah, okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mark does not worship. Yes, I don't. So George, it's either Pagan or Pagan, however you want to say it. Um, he has fitletes.com, and I will link to it in the show notes. It's F-I-T-L-E-T-E-S.com. He put a list together. Of the, uh, your It says the subject of the email was your podcast made our top 42 podcast for fitness performance and rehab professionals. Yeah, I meant to um, ask you about this. Yeah. And so uh, it's just, you know, I just wanted to mention it, um, and I'll link to his website if you want to check it out. I'm not sure, I, um, you know, where he is or, is or as far as what part of the world he's in, but I just I thought it was cool that he mentioned us on his, uh, on his really compilation. Awesome. Yeah, so thank you, George, um, and uh, hope that we can maybe drive some traffic your way. Um, I think that was all that I had for Crosstalk. So let us get to our interview. Man, with that's professional broadcasting. Clark, Clark Miller. Uh, we talked to Clark. Clark was, and we, well, yeah, I'll just let him. Uh, we we talk about his background and how we know him and all that. Uh, before we do that, let, go to the website. Simply Human Lifestyle. Pagan uh, played for the Angels. The no, the uh, Dodgers. Giants. Dang it! Nationally. All right, go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Thank you to everyone who has, uh, in in, uh, the hot dog segment, we are going to thank everyone that has given to us uh, in the last couple of weeks. We thank you so much for your donations, helping us get, uh, uh, supporting the show and and taking care of some of those costs that, uh, that we incur. Uh, Absolutely. By the way, you're not including me on the uh, thank you email right now. Um, yeah, yes. Because several people no. were like, hey, I will donate if you get a crazy email from Rick. I, I, put, uh, I put your name in the, uh, like, huh. love Mark and Rick. Um, I just, you're on, you're on suspension. Uh, it, it, you're on a two-week well, suspension. everyone who donated just to get a crazy email from me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so that that button is on our store page. Go there and see everything that we uh, uh, endorse and use. It is all there. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all that stuff. It's at simplyhuman52, and like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate uh, any feedback. Uh, email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So let's get to our interview with Clark. We talked to him about vasectomies. <clears throat> Football, coaching, construction, jiu-jitsu, cardio is boring, Olympic lifting, range of motion, kids and specialization, hockey is not a sport, coaching and watching <laughs> watching kids compete. Clark, Clark has five children. Yeah, I got plenty of kids. Five? Yeah. God almighty. <laughs> yeah. It's, Let me tell uh, you, modern uh, science can help out with some of that here, pal. Yeah, I got I got a little bit of that done a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of doing that in line with the Stanley Cup playoffs, so I can be like, oh, sorry, work, I can't be there for a week. I got uh, some work done down below. So, yeah. So That'd be good. In That'd my good timing. in my they talked to Clark about. I've already written vasectomies. 
Uh, wow, that's so an interesting segue. We are yeah. we are recording. Uh, Clark Miller joins us, and Clark is a is an old college friend of ours. He give you a little background. I I came to ACU as a linebacker. They add that to the bragging montage, by the way, which we've heard at the beginning of the show. We uh, they moved me to defensive end because I was a not fast enough to be a linebacker and mm-hmm. b just not very good at football. I, with, I concur with both okay. of those. Clark will too. Well, then, Clark, I don't know if you remember this, but the spring of your junior year going into your senior year, we were so short-staffed on the line that they moved me down to a three-technique uh, translated nose guard. Right. So I got to line up uh, in front of Clark every uh, every time we did team and just – do you remember the one practice where I, like, I just – my nose started bleeding because I was so dehydrated? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that I, because we, I, no. I, I was running ones and twos just uh, and just running and going and going and going. And by the end of one practice, they were just like, uh, you need an IV. You're about to die. Yeah, so, um, I can imagine. Yeah, so Clark was our center. Uh, he was very good. Um, probably should have had a long career in the NFL. Uh, yeah, right. From from what I was seeing down in the in the interior of the line, but uh, Clark uh, is is in construction. He's done a lot of stuff, but he owns an, an MMA studio slash gym up in north of uh, uh, McKinney, Rick and Anna. Oh yeah, I know yep. exactly where that is. Yeah, because yeah. I grew up in the Plano area, yeah. so I know where Anna is. So yeah. so we're, that's what we're going to talk about, uh, and we're going to talk about movement stuff. He, and we just mentioned he has five children, so he's got some some thoughts and ideas about you know, how those kids should be moving at an early age. But let's first talk about uh, Clark, your background, and just kind of tell us your your story. Okay. Well, yeah. So. Obviously playing football at ACU, and uh, I studied exercise phys there um, with the you know ambitions of being a strength conditioning coach, which I pursued. After Abilene Christian, I went on to Baylor as a graduate, graduate assistant strength conditioning coach. Um, was blessed to be able to keep continue my studies and get my master's in exercise phys, uh, as well as... Um, get my uh, CSCS, uh, Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist Certification, and coached for a few years in strength conditioning. Um, Being at Baylor during that time was pretty rough, Uh, you know, coaching changes and things like that. Yeah, they weren't a a, a top 10 team. uh, No, it was very... Not the Baylor of today. (laughs) No, it was very different then. There was a lot of politics involved, a lot of... um, Behind the scenes, uh, you know, just undercut. It was it was pretty ugly. Rick and Kyle Spear was there with him at Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he he had to jump off, but Kyle, Rick knows Kyle. Okay, yeah, Kyle was there, and um, but anyway, that kind of that kind of um, you know, and, and I decided, you know, if I wanted to plant roots somewhere and get, you know, and and kind of be be somewhere that that was not going to be the industry that I was going to be able to be in yeah. long term, so. I got out of the the coaching gig um, and went into corporate fitness, which, long story short, kind of led me into commercial construction, which is what I do, you know, as a day job today. Uh, My true passion, and and since then, I've actually been able to, uh, around here, around the DFW area, I've actually been able to go into some of the community colleges and teach um, you know, some of the PE level t- kinds of classes, you know, beginning weightlifting, 
um, things like that, which have been a lot of fun. My true passion is, is coaching and teaching. Well, hold on, Clark. You, you sort of went right over a, a point that I want to make uh, to make sure that people know. Is that, from what I understand, what you told me uh, a few weeks ago when we were together, is that you know you were doing the corporate fitness thing for a construction company, and there were times when it was it would get slow for you as people were busy and couldn't oh, come yeah. in. And, and instead of just sitting around twiddling your thumbs like a lot of people would probably do, you were like, <laughs> you're look, kind of looking around going, is, give me something to do. And so you're like, they were like, all right, well, I guess you can do this. And then you sort of start started doing more and more and then all of a sudden now you're like one of the managers like at this construction company i thought i just think that's kind of a cool like showing initiative like not just yeah no it was purely accidental (laughs) you know and and you know construction by no means is a is a uh you know firm science it's pretty easy to figure out (laughs) if you can kind of put two and two together and and uh you know kind of wing it and make it look like you know what you're doing. You can have a pretty successful career. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of how all that happened. It was all accidental, but, but like I said, uh, you know, coaching and teaching is kind of my, that's why if I didn't have to, to, to make a living and pay my mortgage and all of that, I would, I would do, um, you know, coaching and teaching probably, probably full time. Yeah. But, uh, but that's what I really enjoy doing. And now that I have a bunch of kids of my own and, um, you know, involved in a small town, I'm able to do a lot of that. So how, yeah. So tell us, how did the gym start? What was the, what was the genesis of that? Is that something you'd always wanted to, to have? Well, no, it's kind of funny because, um, I, I'd never been interested in martial arts ever. Um, you know, at any point in my life until, uh, six or uh, probably seven, almost eight years ago, a friend of mine at work, you know, in construction, he, he convinced me to go with him to start doing, um, some Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. Uh, he had trained when he was in college a little bit up in Lubbock at uh, Andy Pittman's gym. And uh, he wanted to get back into it. So, you know, I said, well, you know, you don't have to go alone. I'll go and I'll kind of go through a few classes and I'll expect, fully expect to wash out in about a month <laughs> and uh, move on to something else. But the thing about jiu-jitsu, man, is it's, it's, it's addictive and it's fun and – I started and, and never stopped. And so after doing that for several years, you know, I, I was highly motivated and, and I did and still compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I started enjoying, uh, obviously, coaching and teaching it. And my instructor, you know, he, he provides us with the opportunities to to learn kind of how to teach and instruct and go out and, and uh, open um, affiliate gyms under under his gym and uh, and that's what i've done i've opened an affiliate gym of uh, next generation uh, which the headquarters is in frisco uh and i opened an affiliate there in anna and um we we opened last june and so we're but we're growing growing steadily and and uh Getting a pretty good membership base and having a lot of fun. So what? What are you? You're about six, six foot, six one, six, six two, six roughly. two. About yeah. what? Two, two eighty five. Golly, that isn't that what you? That's about what you played at, isn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. I got. I've I've recently got back down to two eighty five. Really? I've I've got quite heavy there for a little <laughs> short period of time. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I'm kind of at my playing weight, really. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not at my playing shape by any means <laughs> well but, I, I say that you know six two two eighty five. there aren't there probably aren't too many guys as that big 
and you're in the competitions and stuff. So you you know you'd be surprised. Really? You'd be surprised some of these guys. I mean, I I get to these tournaments and I'm I'm thinking, oh my god, I know that guy's in my division, and <laughs> and he's just going to be a handful, and they are. I mean, the thing about jujitsu and what's really kind of uh, attractive about it to two guys like me is you know it's it's not a it's not a, a a full i mean it is full contact i guess but it's not a lot of striking so you know, you're not going to get your teeth kicked out necessarily and you're not going to have to go you know explain a black eye or a broken nose uh to your boss or to your wife yeah and he said so, uh, uh, for the listeners he said black eye not black guy just for the record <laughs> Want to make yeah, sure. I'm sure that was a real big question here, Mark. <laughs> Glad you clarified that. Just want to make sure we're not stepping on any any toes uh, anywhere. But uh, but that that was the big draws. I mean, I'm not gonna go run on a treadmill. Yeah, and I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't enjoy you know the traditional uh, cardio or anything like that. It's kind of boring for yes. me. But if I can go get a hell of a cardio workout and and learn some cool stuff at the same time. Um, you know, jujitsu does that for me. Yeah, so. and and that's that's a, a really interesting point, and one that we've covered before on the show is that if you do something, if you or if you try to start doing something that you hate, you will you won't ever continue doing it. You might. Yeah, be I don't a- know anybody who's been like, man, I just really hate running. I guess I'll run, and they stick <laughs> with it for years and years and years. They right. do it maybe for a couple of months, and then they just oh, this sucks. Yeah. Oh, and it just it's defeating. It's a self uh, kind of I don't know what you'd call it. They just you're defeated before you even start. You know, yeah. you're behind the eight ball. Well, like we've had, I have a buddy who's been on the show before, Rick. You know, John Battleac, and he, he he loves running. His body is made for running, and so he runs, and he, that's something he's done for his whole life. But yeah, it's like that. That's the, that's the one key thing for anyone who's trying to make a positive change in their life is you've got to make changes that you enjoy, and then if you don't like something, that that's not a sustainable way, and so. Clark, as a gym owner, what what is your perspective on sort of the gym scene right now? That, that you know, like you've got Planet Fitness, you've got uh, CrossFit, you've got um, you know all the Zumba and the, and the hour long sort of spin classes and body pumps and all that. What what is your take on the, sort of the current state of of fitness in America? I guess you know it's interesting because you know, and I'm an MMA gym. I'm kind of MMA jujitsu, but we do. You know, we we do our next step is to kind of jump off into the title boxing kind of cardio uh, boxing cardio fitness kind of classes because that does have a good draw. I mean, my wife will wake up at four in the morning to drive to McKinney to do Jeez. title boxing. And uh, note to self: do not try to fight Clark's wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Add that to the to do the to don't list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because where where my gym is, you know, we're next to a gymnastics place, uh, which is mostly kids. But then, right next to that is a CrossFit place. CrossFit actually used to be in in the space that I'm in before they moved down to the other end and got in, uh, into a bigger space. But it, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, you know, back I, I like to say that when I was in the strength conditioning and we were, you know, we were doing all this stuff, we were kind of, we were doing CrossFit before it was CrossFit. I mean, there was no CrossFit back in the early aughts. Yeah. I mean, it's and, like, it's like saying that somebody that uh, has always just eaten real food, like they, 
like back in the seventies. Like, like oh, they were some kind of revolutionary yeah, diet. Paleo. Like, no. Yeah, it's like oh no, squats are pretty. That's a pretty uh, interesting or a pretty uh, important movement. It's not you know, like CrossFit like invented the squat or the or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, and the the thing about it is, you know, well, I guess what's kind of sad about the whole thing is, well, it's it's sad and it's good at the same time, but you know, the fact that that CrossFit. And nothing against CrossFit. I think it's great, but yeah. you know, it's it's become really kind of like you said, revolutionary and kind of mainstream. But what's sad is that all that those movements, those those critical functional movements, fell out of the mainstream yeah. to begin with. With aerobics it, and with jogging and with this whole idea that we have to do cardio to lose weight and to and to make our hearts healthy, all those functional movements that we've been doing for our whole existence, pulling and, and like doing pull-ups and hanging and squatting and all that. Yeah. Like you said, like fell off the table. Now, yeah. Clark, let me, let me ask you this, Clark. Uh, you may have touched on this when I had to drop out briefly to take a super important phone call, but, um, <laughs> how does your, uh, your movement patterns and your, your, you know, specifically your, your weight training differ now than when you were playing football in college, because we've talked to former, you know, some former NFL guys and they said that, you know, it's night and day. And I don't remember who it was that we talked to that said, yeah, in the NFL, we didn't do any squats. Like it's mm. wild. It didn't make any sense to me, but how are things, how are things different now than they were when, you know, 15 years ago when you were in college? Well, I think they're different now. And just that, you know, I, you, you kind of adapt with your age and with your ability and, and what you're trying to do. Everything I do now, I'm thinking, okay, how's this going to make my jujitsu better? Or how's this going to make my MMA better? So kind of everything is centered around that versus, you know, you know, in football, it was all about how am I going to, how's this going to make me a better football player? You know, being a strength coach, I mean, we would, we would try to come up with ways to simulate, you know, one of my teams was the men's and women's tennis team. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to get all these little German girls, to, you know, <laughs> Talk what, slower. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, what can I do to make them better at tennis? Yeah. What can I do to make them more aggressive? What can I do to, to increase their swing power, you know, to increase their side to side, uh, movement, you know, it was all focused on that. So, but you know, me personally, you know, you know, I'm a beat up guy now. I mean, I, well, aren't I you having back of, surgery coming up here soon or something? Yeah, it's inevitable. I'm yeah. afraid. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's yeah. just the years of, of pounding and, uh, you know, <laughs> shut up, Rick. squatting, <laughs> squatting and, you know, cleans and all that heavy stuff that, uh, that, you know, well, it is. And, and the thing about that is though, is, is, is it was years of doing it un you know, un, in an uneducated way. Yes. Oh yeah, man. I, I can't tell you like we, we had a guy at ACU, um, here recently and he's gone now, but he was like his specialty was olympic lifting like he had like the state record in the snatch shut up rick mm -hmm. um and i i mean i'm you know i'm 32 years old at the time getting my first real coaching on olympic movements but yeah. we did them we sure as heck did them a lot oh, yeah. you know and we did we, we were throwing around a ton of weight and and it was more about how much weight can you move from point a to point b rather than let's let's take a range of motion and perfect that range of motion and then load that range that was that was that would have been an alien thought you know yeah oh yeah no it was and you know so back even back when i went and first did my usa weightlifting certification which i'm not sure what year it was but it was before they had you know a crossfit certification and all that yeah but i mean it was geared towards the purpose of going to get that was to coach an olympic weightlifting club I mean, it was the purpose was to go out and teach kids 
how to become Olympic lifters so they could eventually compete at the Olympic level. Okay. So right. it was all about Olympics. It was about doing it perfect. It was about doing it, you know, in, in a way that they could excel at doing those lifts. Yeah. And, uh, it was way different. I mean, it was night and day from, from, um, you know, what they're doing, uh, you know, in the gyms and, and the CrossFits and, and places like that now. Yeah. I mean, cause it was very, I mean, we talked about, I mean, doing anything over doing any, any sets over three was like, it, it's, yeah, it didn't it, happen. It was, it was like pointless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did a, 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 a program like that a few, uh, I guess it was last year and it was all, yeah, like, uh, the, the, the most reps that it had us do was like three or four. Now that, that took a toll on me cause you're doing heavier, you know, percentage of your one rep max. So I think it's important to, to cycle through those kinds of programs and do that for a while. If you, if you enjoy that, it's not necessary, but if you enjoy it, you can do it, but then also have some, a time where you're doing mainly single joint stuff, just kind of give yourself a, a break. But, uh, so, so Clark, what are your, uh, sort of movement like fundamentals or the, 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 these are the things that you can't go without to, to move properly or to move in a healthy way. Um, I think, you know, probably just, an overall kind of uh, sense of the, the 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 scheme, I guess, is you know range of motion is probably a real important kind of uh, envelope, I guess, or an umbrella. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do it, do it in a full range of motion, especially especially if you're doing it from a wellness standpoint. Um, you know, there's no point in doing a movement, you know, just to you know see how many times the, you can do it in uh, ten minutes or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, or let's let's see how many times you can do it. And, you know, even though you're doing it wrong, right? Do it a hundred times, <laughs> even though the way you're doing it is probably, in the long run, going to be worse for you than than better. Yeah. And so, um, you know, range of motion, um, functional movements, um, sport specific movements, uh, things like that are kind of the kind of the key words. Yeah. That I like to make sure, and always have like to make sure. Um, you know, we implemented in, in our programs and how is and your, today. how are your ranges? Like just, just the basic stuff. Like I know for me, like my knees, I have all sorts of issues with my knees. Like, but I, after all the years playing football and doing all this stuff, like what, how, how are your, like, if you know, if you're looking at somebody and you're doing do like a movement assessment, how would, how would you assess yourself? Like, is there, are you, can you move around pretty good still? Yeah, I guess fairly decent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my back is my biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, but but yeah, I mean, people people are always surprised when I, you know, it won't make any sense. But when I kind of roll off into a barambolo position on the mat, you know, in jujitsu, it's yeah. kind of where you're kind of inverted over your shoulders, you know, with your feet, you know, in the guy's hips. <laughs> people are always like, "Wow, you know, I mm. never thought a guy like you would be moving like that." So what you're saying you know? is you could have been wearing the bear costume in the Revenant. <laughs> Yeah. And Mark would have seen that, and he would have peed all over himself. Hey, hey, Clark doesn't know that story, Rick, so why don't you shut up? Well, let me tell you the story. Mark saw the Revenant in the theater, and it almost killed him when he saw the bear scene. He was going to pass out, and no. we all made fun of him on the show. <laughs> Clark, little... you're kind of hitting on this a little bit, so I want to make sure I ask this question in conjunction with this. How do you feel like your jujitsu training, your movement training, uh, how does that translate? Uh, you're kind of hitting on this, but how does that translate to, like, everyday health? Well, it's kind of like you know, anything's better than nothing. Okay. So, okay. Uh, now I mean, it's like, I always tell, I always tell people, you know, if you go out and do anything, you yeah. know, whether it's jujitsu, CrossFit, you know, go just going and riding the bike or whatever, you know, anything's always better than not doing anything. 
Now, but oh, for me personally, I mean, the jujitsu and and the MMA and all that. I mean, it's kind of replaced, you know, my, you know, what I'm limited by injury now. As far as like the Olympic, I love Olympic lifts. I mean, I love the plyos. I love the the you know, let's see how far we can throw this or let's strap <laughs> this and drag this. Yeah, me you know, too. I love that stuff too. I'm really Clark does that with his sons. He's like, "Come here, I'm gonna throw you over this pile of logs." <laughs> I mean, you know, that kind of stuff's awesome, but I can't do that anymore, really. You know, without you know, risk of major injury. Yeah. And so this kind of replaces that. So I, I guess where I, you know, I guess I just kind of see it translating. You know, it's my, it's my, it's my outlet. It's it's my health. It's my wellness. I mean, it's kind of, it's everything for me. And as long as I can compete and and get better at it and, you know, measure, you know, see a measure of, you know, achievement, then, then it's, it's very satisfying. Would you say that, that doing the MMA stuff is like a, could you, would you describe it as your happy place? Like, just like you just really, really enjoy it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I teaching it more than doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having something like that in your life, because, you know, if you hate your job or if you hate, you know, your, uh, you know, as in Rick's case, if you hate your wife and your kids. Stop uh, it, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you know, it's like if you if that's the only environment that you're ever in, that that's that's another non-sustainable or unsustainable pattern. You've got to find something where you get into the environment and, and then you're just like, OK, this is my happy place. And it's just kind of a good, my, the best way I can, I can describe it, but well, and and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm, my oldest is 10 and I, you know, I run the football league in Anna, you know, so I've got all these kids kind of, you know, at my disposal, I guess you could say. (laughs) And I'm about to build a course at my house where it's basically going to be a, let's carry this and and let's throw this. And I want you to climb this. Yes. and, you know, I don't know if y'all saw, it was, I think it was about a year ago, there was a kind of a viral video going around. It was about the PE system in America back in like the 50s. Yes, and yes. it was like in California. How, yeah. oh my gosh, it was amazing, yeah. And that was, but it was so depressing. Yes. So I, was like, I was like, gosh, I was like. It looked like I, an Al-Qaeda training camp. Well, yeah. but I was like, man, my <laughs> kids will never be able to do this. Right. Because they're not given the opportunities to train in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, but that was fundamental. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna then. find that video and, and post, we posted it on our on our Facebook page did, yeah. before. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that. I, we're I can't believe this. We're uh, coming up. We got about five minutes to go. I wanted to talk to you about your thoughts on you know kids specializing too early, and you get you know, nine and ten year olds that are throwing curveballs and that are you know playing volleyball. 12 months out of the year like what is your philosophy on that and then what is your strategy on your own kids and and how they are going to approach uh their athletic endeavors as they get older well i guess my philosophy on it is you know i i I don't agree with it just and just in a nutshell um i don't i don't see how it can benefit any 9 10 11 12 year old kid to to focus so much on one one thing from a physiological standpoint and a mental standpoint to the point where you know and i I understand the objective let's get them so good to where that you know they can't be ignored and they'll just be the man in high school and college and whatever but i think the biggest risk there is burnout yeah i mean you know if they don't physiologically break down they'll break down mentally Mentally, because 
you know, a good example, I know some kids that, that wrestle and their life is wrestling and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're really good at it and they love it. But, you know, these kids are on the verge of 15, 16 years old. I mean, at some point, girls are going to come into the picture, you know, and at some point life, life's going to come into the picture. And, you know, my biggest fear is that those kids are going to resent their parents one of these days and and end up, it's going to end up kind of backfiring on everybody. And and that's my biggest fear. And with my kids, I mean, I just, and I always encourage my kids to do, you know, anything they want to do. Well, I I saw there was a picture, I think you posted it and I guess it was your, was your oldest, that you had them out doing something like lifting up, and that you you had the post was something about how they're going to be great workers out on your place, you know, like oh yeah, that kind of stuff. I think uh, is well, important. yeah, we were clearing brush yeah. and hauling it to a burn pile. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So just lifting and carrying and like you said, climbing and all that stuff is you know uh, we've got a, a trapeze in our in the in my kids' playroom, so they can because you know you're not going to go into a room when you're a kid and see it like a trapeze and not swing from it or flip over on it and just that's you know doing a, a lot of uh, things physiologically for them um but man yeah. mark, clark you probably know this because you said you, you're you've, you got five of them and your oldest boy's 10 but mark uh, your boy is a little bit younger you want to know how early the specialization starts it is scary i have an eight he's almost eight and he's playing in an indoor soccer league, and he's not very good but he tries really <laughs> hard he has a lot of fun he, he is the, the mark rogers team, they have athlete. a lot of fun uh, they, you know, but they played a team their very first game of the season, and I uh, came home from work and I went to the game, and uh, the team they all had like matching uniforms and stuff. So you're like, oh man, they look really good. Well, yeah. all the parents, and these are seven and eight year old boys. They yeah. whooped our team bad, thirty to nothing, something like that. Jeez. But like all the parents knew all the kids and all that stuff knew, and were shouting instructions. And I was like, how long have y'all played together? Like, oh yeah, this is like the year number five playing together. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to stay together, you know, all the way hopefully through high school. And you know, uh, I was like, are you kidding me? These kids are seven. I was like, what else do they do? And they're like, pretty much soccer, man. We play like three games a week, <laughs> yeah. and we practice three times a week. And I was like, we practice for like forty-five minutes, like when we can, every week or so, something like that. And it's just, it's always a complete gaggle. Like there's no, you know, there's no, there's yeah. nothing good about it. But like, it's just, it blew my mind that these are seven, eight year old kids. Their lives are already revolving around a sport right. and they're already trying yeah. to become an expert in a sport. What's going to happen to them? I mean, from a yeah. movement standpoint, but also like you said, a burnout standpoint there for every Tiger Woods who is, you know, zoned in from the age of two, there's a hundred thousand Todd Marinoviches who were burned out and then ended up, you know, couldn't do what they were put on this earth supposedly to do, you know? Sure. So yeah. Clark, what, scary. Clark, what are your kids like? Uh, you're, are they are they doing like, I know they probably play, I think you told me they play football and stuff, but are they also doing MMA, gymnastics? Like what are some of the other things that you've got them doing? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they do. They do everything they, they, they can and want to do, you know, um, and they're all different, but, you know, two of them are big football and jujitsu guys and one of them's not he likes doing gymnastics and he likes soccer and yeah, he likes um, figure skating not there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's just hey, what he's what? into seen those dudes move like they can skate like the wind but like uh getting up and do one of those triple sowl cows yeah, or whatever they're athletes yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> you know my little girl she says she wants to do jujitsu but every yes. time it comes down to doing it she kind of backs out so yeah. <laughs> but but she likes gymnastics and and all that so and then, you know that's fine i don't yeah, care you yeah. know whatever they want to do is what they'll do yeah and i think if you set up an environment of 
functional movement, human movement, like you like you said, you wanted to build this thing in your backyard. Like I think that's the key. As long as they're getting exposed to those sorts of things, right? If they're going to specialize, like it's not as specialized. It's like okay, we're going to go over here and play baseball for three months, but then the other nine months of the year we're doing other things. So it's not really specialization anymore. It's just a. Uh, I read an exp- article recently about uh, with Wayne Gretzky in it, and uh, you know Mark will who is roll that? His eyes, well, Mark rolls Wayne eyes who? Hockey, but he's, I've never uh, heard of Wayne. Not Gretzky. even close. The greatest <laughs> performer in his particular sport in any sport, and he said that Hockey's even when not he really was three, four, five years old, summer times they played baseball. Yep. Sometimes they played soccer. Sure. They they play hockey during the winter months, but then when it wasn't hockey season anymore, it was time to do something else. And this guy manages to set himself so far apart in his sport that that's a bridge that will never be gapped. Like, uh, I don't know if it's good enough for Wayne Gretzky. I feel like it's good enough for for our regular kids, you know. Well, and- yeah, and I, I do try to I do try to provide that environment, even though yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, you have to go do this course every day, <laughs> right? You know, I try to make it as kind of a game or a competition. And so, you know, they don't know they're, they're doing it for, for, you know, a, a conditioning or training or whatever you want to call it purpose. Yeah. But, you know, and, but it's there right. and at least it's available. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two, two more things, Clark, and then uh, we're out of time. A, I don't really think hockey can be classified as a sport. Um, Mark, it's you're not really, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. And then B and this Clark, this is a question we ask every first time guest on the show and it, and it can have something to do with what we talked about or not. It could be something completely off the, the map here. It can be kite flying if yes. you so choose. What is something that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Oh man. I love, I love coaching and watching my kids compete. And, and even if they win or not, I just love watching them, um, achieve what they set out to do. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes it all worth it. Awesome. Yeah. There's something about like when you have kids that I mean, your parents are always like, you'll understand one day, but it's like, there's something about watching your kids do stuff. That's just like, there's like a dopamine rush, you know, it's just like, uh, it's like, you know, maybe, well, it's maybe because I'm also doing cocaine while I'm watching them. <laughs> that's probably what that is. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, Clark, I, I feel like uh, we, we could probably have you back on again sometime in the next uh, few months to, to continue sure. this conversation. This has been great. Uh, really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Appreciate y'all. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Clark. Uh, that was great. We'll probably have Clark back on. He's a very smart guy and has head slapped me quite a lot in college. What does that mean? Like... On the, as, oh, I know as, what it means, but explain to the listeners. As the, we talked about me playing defensive line that one spring, and he was the center, and and it, there's a lot of slapping. Oh, you just, okay, yeah, because there's like two minutes of the interview. I had to take a stupid phone call, and yeah. I dropped out of it. We mentioned okay. Kyle Spear uh, when you were gone. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. I must, I have forgot about that guy. Yeah, so. Hey, okay, real quick. We said at the beginning we were going to do this. Um, thank you to Darcy, Denise, yes. Christina who is going to be on Humans Being Human next week, uh, and she's going to be on a couple more after next week, too, because... I hope so, because she seemed really, she's really funny, funny over email, and last second, because it's stupid house garbage, I had to miss that. Well, and, and I didn't tell you this, but after the, the recording, we started talking. She's an attorney. We When I worked at a at the hospital, I had a like out, outside... Uh, legal office that I would contract with and we have like a mutual friend in that world isn't that weird like a small world man that's really strange Mark it is she lives in California 
Um, <laughs> thank you, Holly. Thank you, Nova Novalia Novali O'Brien. I don't know how to say it. How do you say Sorry. that? Sorry, apologize in advance. Sorry, Christopher, Tina, Micah. Uh, for donating, and uh, we just really appreciate. Oh God, we got all that many. Your support, yeah. There's uh, Thank all of you. Yeah, very, very much. And if we didn't mention you for some reason on in any one of these shows, then send e- Mark an email and uh, get, uh, make a, a, an email photograph of your middle finger, or just say, oh, "I you want." Know what? Uh, that's actually a really great idea. Everyone out there, <laughs> take a picture of you giving Mark the finger and email it to him at uh, simplyhumanlifestyle@gmail.com. And we I will would love to see how many people do this. And we will play those on the air. No, I want to see how many people will follow blindly my instructions to give <laughs> yeah. you the finger. Oh, I'm sure. I hate you. I'm sure some of them will. Um, okay, so it is now time for humans being human. Your friend Zach is the. We talked about it before. He's the prankster. It's not Zach. That's my cousin. You're talking about Kyle. Kyle. I, why did I keep? I keep wanting to yes, call him Zach. I've talked to, we, we've referenced Kyle before, and I was like, yeah, there's a guy I work with who. Is a crazy prankster, and I tried to tell the story one of them, but I didn't get it all the way right. And I was like, yeah, well, we just talked straight to Kyle, who's a really great talker. So Kyle uh, does prank talk with us. All right, uh, joining us for the Humans Being Human segment on the Simply Human podcast is a co-worker of mine. His name is Kyle. We have referenced Kyle before. He is widely known for his... Man, I feel like the best way to explain it is just over-the-top like next level sitcom style pranks stuff that yeah, if you like, heard about you'd be like what but and then uh, when it happens you have to question did that really just happen yeah it really is honestly and uh, very briefly uh before i forget you and i worked on a prank uh and we never we never saw it all the way through but this is kind of the level that we're talking about uh we a friend of ours had got, was going to go out of town and we were actually legitimately looking into what it would take to purchase a goat and put a goat or, or a donkey or, or a donkey. donkey, a goat or donkey. That's right. It was a donkey, I think, mainly. And put a donkey in his yard and tie it up with like a rope. So uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. Come home and find a random donkey in your backyard. No big yes. deal. Talk so, slower. Ka- <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, thank you for th- thank you for joining us. Uh, you work tonight, so I know it's a pain to, to get up early and do this. But uh, what are like? I think the one that I specifically referenced once on the show was that you hid in your wife's car for like a really long time. And I think I might have butchered it. Can you tell that one specifically? Yeah, no, I have, I have people wanting me to do this to their wives as if they're not uh, capable Ew. enough to do it themselves. I got something so my wife... to do to my wife. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mark. <laughs> so, uh, I hid in the back seat of my wife's car. You know me, I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy. Very robust. Two, yes. 235. Yeah. So, uh, for me to hide behind the the back seat uh, or the front seat rather of my wife's little four door Nissan Juke tiny little midget car uh, <laughs> took quite a bit. So it was cold outside, so she had a random blanket in her car as if she uses the blanket while she's driving. Anyways, I laid uh, I, I crouched down behind her uh, driver's seat and just covered myself with a blanket. Uh, it was dark outside, so she got in the car, uh, put it in reverse, and was backing out of the driveway. Uh, <laughs> before uh, I realized that if I jumped out and scared her while she was driving and she wrecked, I would have to pay for it. Right. So I didn't get, let it get that <laughs> far. Stuck in the but, back seat. Uh, uh, yeah, just randomly just jumped out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because you don't even have to do anything crazy. All I did was yell, surprise! And, you know, <laughs> just the look, the look on their face, it's, 
you know you have a good prank when they can't even make a no- like no noise comes out of their mouth. It's just the sheer you know look of just fear. Just the and, rush uh, of air and oh, oh god. Yeah, and the car, you know, they just slam on the brakes and you're not even you know, you're going two or three miles an hour, but the the rock from the how hard they hit the brakes is just that's that's uh, very satisfactory. I think surprise is what Jeffrey Dahmer would yell at his victims right before he slaughtered them. So that was yeah. Mark yeah, Rogers sure. with his Jeffrey Dahmer joke series. <laughs> Mark, humans, I, I don't think that dismembering human other human beings is something to joke about. Just uh, uh, okay. I'd like to take that stance right now, that courageous stance. I but, don't agree with that. I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle, what is your favorite prank that you have ever pranked someone with? Ooh, my favorite prank. Uh, I'm actually, uh, me and my roommate in college... Uh, are somewhat famous on the, for uh, for this on the Sam Houston State University campus in Huntsville, Texas. The Sam Houston Institute of Technology, by the way. Sam Houston uh, Institute yes, of Technology. Yes, yes. Uh, home of Dan Rather. Oh, oh, wow. yeah. Anyways, uh, pumpkin truck. Hmm. This prank is called pumpkin truck. <laughs> like you've got them labeled. <laughs> He has what? like a yeah. very elaborate like file, and yeah. they're all like filed mm. away, and you're like, oh, here they are. Oh, I do Here's on my planning. on my phone and in my iPhone on my notes section. I have a little section titled pranks. Oh and I've just got a list, um, <laughs> and they're they're categorized. I've got wife pranks, pranks that I've actually pulled, and pranks that I want to pull. Um, I have my, so, mine yeah. is just failed pranks. That's the only category that I yeah. have. Oh no, we need to hang out then. We'll, we'll get you some <laughs> good ones in, so you can have some notches on your belt. But pumpkin truck. Uh, it was Halloween time, and me and my roommate were bored, so we were driving around Huntsville, Texas, and we noticed that a lot of people had pumpkins out on their front porches you know, for hmm. decoration purposes. Uh, so we went and started stealing pumpkins. We're like, what are we going to do with all these pumpkins? Uh, got home and realized, hey, we have a lot of like old rotting food in our refrigerator because we're college students and we're disgusting. So what we did was uh, we had these big protein containers, these big plastic protein containers. You know, you buy they hold like five pounds of protein. Well, they're empty, and for some reason we had them. Um, and we decided, Hey, let's just fill these empty protein containers with this old rotting, disgusting food. Oh I'm talking gosh. like old hamburgers, uh, hot dogs, uh, just like old uh, molding mayonnaise, rotting milk, eggs, anything you can think of that was old and just couldn't be, uh, eaten anymore. We would put into these containers and let it sit for about a week. Human body parts to continue the Jeffrey uh, Dahmer joke series. Well, for oh. the people that we really didn't like, we went out and collected some uh, dog droppings. Oh. But okay. yeah, that's very professional way to reference off that. the record, dog officially on a podcast, off the record now. <laughs> uh, but we would. Uh, so what we would do is we take these pumpkins and we would take them and flip them upside down and cut uh, the bottom of the pumpkin out, as if we were going to, you know, pull out the innards and make a little jack o' lantern or something. Um, so we would. So these are whole whole pumpkins, not carved jack lanterns. An entire pumpkin. No, okay. they're not carved, but the okay. bottom is cut out, uh, and that'll make sense in a minute. So what we would do is we would fill these pumpkins up with this old, rotting, disgusting. Oh my God! I'm going to gag every time I open this container. Uh, food mix, uh, and, and I'm talking. It was disgusting. Like you could not keep from gagging and. and Borderline puking is disgusting. Gagged. When you were describing, so it, yuck. Yeah. yeah. So we would uh, fill it up, and then we would put the bottom of the pumpkin that we had, had carved out and put it back on. It creates a little suction. So what we do is we would go <laughs> and we would draw uh, fraternity uh, Greek letters on it. You know, sigma nu or whatever the the fraternity was that we were baiting, and we would go put it on opposing uh, fraternity members' cars. What we would do is we would lay the pumpkin on top of their trucks. 
right above the door, uh, the driver's door. So imagine you walk out to your car and there's a pumpkin on top of your car. What are you going to do? You're going to grab that pumpkin and lift it, take up. it off and yeah. move it. Yes. So these guys would do that. And they're like, oh, my God, this pumpkin, Sigma Nu put a pumpkin in my car. Huh. <laughs> they would take the pumpkin, move it, and the bottom would fall out. And all of that disgusting oh, crap would just fall all over the front of them. Oh, my shoes. God. Yes, yes. Huge fraternity wars were started because of pumpkin truck. And then, to top it off, where we got the name, it was back in the day of AOL uh, Instant Messenger, or AIM. And we, would, we had a screen name, uh, Pumpkin Truck. And we would send these guys random messages from this screen name, uh, you know, asking them how they liked their, uh, their surprise and their pumpkins. Uh, on top of their cars and such, and it it, it got ridiculously out of hand. See, and, and that's another to... hallmark of the good Kyle prank, is that it's unknown who has perpetrated it, and so you're pitting man against man when they really have nothing to do with any of it. You just make them think that someone else did it, and so two people are going to war over this. They really had no business going to war over anything. Well, and that's the thing. These guys didn't even know me. Like, they had no – like, even, I could walk up to them and introduce myself. They would have – I've never seen you before in my life. And yet <laughs> I'm the one putting pumpkins with random crap filled in them on top of your if truck, I, making if, you hate opposing fraternity members. If I was okay. in charge of that prank, I would have – this is how I would have done it. Gosh. Right, right before they they lifted the pumpkin up, I would have run out of the bushes and said, don't do it, don't do it, oh, man, there's stuff in it. Okay, no. <laughs> Kyle, uh, we have time for one more good prank story. Is there another good one that you want to tell well, we that you're to, very proud of? We're going to have to have Kyle mm. back on at some point. Let's see. I would have to go with the prank uh, that I pulled on my wife. Uh, I think it was the second time we had ever had a you know quote-unquote date. Uh, we invited her over to uh, our apartment, my roommate and I, and uh, we knew she was coming. And so what we did was... We, uh, we were going to cook dinner when she came over. We were all going to cook dinner at the three of us. And uh, so we went to Walmart and bought some just cheap dial hand soap and then some food coloring. And we put in an entire vial of green food coloring into this soap and then, then put it into the soap dispenser next to the sink. So we're all cooking, and we had my wife, Morgan, uh, I think she was uh, preparing some shrimp, so something she was going to have to wash her hands after, after touching so she goes to wash her hands, and, and of course, me being the nice you know, gentleman that I am, offered to help squirt the soap into her hand. Uh, so she, she gets a nice little weird, lather going. Uh, Silver is not dead, everyone. Kyle's going to squirt no, soap No, no, definitely here. not. So she's uh, getting a nice lather going, and I'm just continually squirting soap into her hand, just, you know, making sure that all of that shrimp is, is, uh, is no longer on her hands. And she's looking at me you know, with this, I don't really know this guy, but... He's not really doing anything bad. It's just weird. So I'm just giving him this look of what the hell is going on while he's squirting just tons of soap into my hand. Jeez. All the while, she's lathering her hands up, not looking at them, and they're turning bright green. Uh, <laughs> that I was, I was proud of. <laughs> wow. Well done. If we, ever do, I, if we ever do another – if you ever have me on again, I'll give you some more pranks. I like to – food oh, coloring is big in my game. No, we we like absolutely. Yeah. Mark and I were just texting. I was like, okay, we need to have, another, have him on another time. Yeah. Because well, this if we is weren't, we, we have another uh, interview backed up on this one. If we didn't, I would just keep. We would just keep recording. Yeah, yeah. We need to make- yeah. What you need, you need to have like a, a little like a two minute segment every week or something. However often you do these, and we'll just do like a prank of the week. <laughs> Man, awesome. well, 
Kyle, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Your wife, I just met your wife, by the way, the, for the first time a couple of weeks ago at, uh, at Rush's uh, thing at his house. And uh, oh, she's yeah. a saint. She's an absolute saint for putting up with some of the some of the stuff that uh, that she threw her way. So yeah, she, uh, yeah, I asked her about this. I was like, hey, you got any, you know, what, what are the, the best pranks that I've ever pulled on you? And she just looked at me and, well, I guess the... And she started naming off a couple, and you know, in my head, I'm going, "Oh my God, I have so many good things planned for you. You don't even have any clue what's 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 in store for you." Kyle uh, Kyle plays the plays the long game with the prank. He's yeah. probably got some that are like, "Okay, this will be perfect around 2017, 2018." Oh, I've got I'm just gonna... I've got some really good. Pr- I've got Thanksgiving pranks lined up. Rick, oh my gosh. Rick has he heard the I'm ready urban, to go. The urban I'm ready prank to go. call. Do what, Mark? Have, has he heard the urban prank call? No, uh, we did. <laughs> Okay, if you'll cut the cut the recording off. Thank you. I'll explain here in a second so that we don't go super long. Kyle, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank yep. you. Uh, thank you for your courage. Yep, for for your prank. <laughs> Are you ready for the tip, Rick? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And uh, as per our tradition of one show ago. We are going to uh, continue the tradition of doing a, like looking at a study. This one is called Healthy Body, this, the, uh, the title of this article, Healthy Body Equal Big Brain, question mark? So, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, this is to your health, to your health.com. I'll have a link to the show notes. To your health. <laughs> oh, Brule, Steve, Steve Brule. Right for yeah. Especially if Kyle is listening to the show he was just on, then he'll, he'll laugh. For health. For your health. So this uh, this talks about sitting on the couch all day or otherwise, engaging in sedentary lifestyle behaviors devoid of activity could do more than increase your chances of being overweight or developing chronic disease. It could also shrink your brain. It says, well, and not, not necessarily shrink your brain, but not allow your brain to grow, sort of. So this is how they looked at it. They did a treadmill test um, of, of study of, of participants, and then they looked at these same people 20 years later. Uh, MRI scans. According to the finding, subject who performed poorly on the initial treadmill test had smaller brains at the 20-year follow-up. So it says, why is brain size significant? Because brains shrinking with age, um, brains shrink with age, which can lead to cognitive decline, dementia. It stands to reason that preventing shrinkage, I was in the pool, could help protect you against age-related brain decline that can lead to health problems. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Uh, that, And it's kind of one of the things we talked about with Katie Bowman is that our brains... And our bodies are, are, they function at their peak when they're doing things they're supposed to be doing, right? So yeah. our brains want to move. Our brains learn best outdoors while moving and trying to figure things out and problem solving and all this stuff. That's sort of like the. What was it that Katie Bowman called it? Like the difference, like running outside as opposed to running on a treadmill. Like she, she had something like Op- how you're like the optic flow processing new information. Yeah, the optic flow. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Optic yeah. Flow. So it so it's not necessarily like because you, you can you can sort of pigeonhole sitting to just oh well all that's doing you're you're not creating a calorie deficit when you're sitting that that's just one like that's not even like the issue here like that's one of the byproducts but the real yeah. issue is that your brain is not in an environment that it is supposed to be in and then it thrives in which leads to a whole like weight gain is like the least of your problems with with being sedentary but i think that's all that people think about well you sit too much you're just you're going to be fat and it's just it's not as simple as that like there's so many other things that that have to do with that 
Well, and we talk kind of on this show a lot about an, an overall approach to health. Uh, there are so many people that, like you said, their only sole focus on health is, are you fat? Let us get not fat. That's it. <laughs> right. That has nothing to do with anything else. They don't talk about mobility and how you're supposed to move within the earthly environment, how like fitness benefits that. They don't talk about any other facet except for, or, or do you need to lose pounds and what pant size you are? And it's not, that's, uh, that's an important, honestly, that's an important part of the puzzle. Uh, it's an important part of the pie chart, so to speak. Uh, there's a lot of diseases, you know, type two diabetes, all kinds of other, you know, autoimmune disorders that, uh, that are not good for you when you are carrying excess fat, but it's not just about, are you fat or not fat? Right. It's about, are you strong? Are you mobile? Are you, uh, are you, is your brain functioning right? Are you breathing properly? Yeah. Or is your stress management? Like there's an overall, like just a million things that you need to look at. And one of the things that worries me the most is, you know, I'm now I'm 36. What kind of quality life am I going to have in 40 years when I'm 76, yeah. about 50 years, hopefully when I'm 86, um, we all have that relative. What about who, in 30 in, in, uh, in 33 years? Hang on, that's nine, six. Oh, yep, sixty-nine. Oh, sixty-nine. Here. Thank you, Mark. But like, uh, you all have that relative who's like ninety-five and is like, oh, she's a real pistol and she's a she's real spry and she's like a spring chicken. And then we all have that other relative who's like eighty that can't get out of the chair and like is just an absolute train wreck. Uh, and that their existence is horrible. Which do you want to be? Well, yeah. I think about that a lot. That's really. Part of my motivation for, for eating the way I do and trying to and trying to get better with, with exercise and strength and mobility is so that today, right now, I can look good, feel good, perform good. But it's just as much bigger picture as like, hey, what kind of life do I want to live when I'm 90? Because if I don't get run over by a bus, I'm probably going to live really long. Add that to the montage. Because <laughs> on both sides of my family, they have incredibly long, incredible longevity. Oh, plus you're talking longevity. So, I thought you were going to say something else that was long. Um, uh, we're not talking. Oh, which is also Mark. true. It's true. It's true. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like the if you're if you're making the choices you're making daily, like should I eat this? Should I not eat this? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Based on today and tomorrow and like, you know, six weeks from now, I want to be tight for the beach season, bro. <laughs> that's fine. But you also need to be thinking way, way bigger picture. And that's like the problems that you get into when guys start taking steroids, stuff yeah. like that. Is they're thinking about today. They're not thinking about, well, how destroyed am I going to be 40 years from now? And so the 40 years from now, 50, 60 years from now picture needs to be just as much in the forefront of your decision making as the today, tomorrow, next week. You know? Yes. Very well said, Rick. You're um, welcome, Mark. Yeah. Um, all right. That is a show. Coming up next time, I'm going to read off the, the guests we have lined up coming up. we got Luke Norsworthy. Everyone get out your pens and paper. Yes. Luke Norsworthy. Then the Monday of 14th. Uh, wait. This is the 7th. Oh, no. God. Well, yes, we're, we're going to have humans being human. Best of is 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 going to be on yes, the fourteenth. Traditionally, we don't put out a show the week of spring yeah. break because we got you know a bunch of stuff to do. We are going to put out a show. It's yeah. just not going to have any interviews. It's, it's going to be, be an hour of, of humans, humans being, being human. human. And I seriously, I can't wait for this. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. So then, Luke Norsworthy's after that. Then we've got uh, Michael Tamez is going to be on the show. Then we've got okay. Michelle Lane is going to be on the show. Uh, Dan John is scheduled. We're we're booked hey, out. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're booked out until the end of April, so a lot of cool yeah, stuff coming up. Yeah, we're going to have Dan John on the show. Hey, uh, you should Google him, and then you will rethink. I'm sure if I Google the names Dan and John, it's going to return one result. This well, guy's Facebook profile, that's it. He's huge, and he will murder you. Uh, how about that? Oh, oh, okay. Well, good luck finding me. Mythical name. Not for a person. <laughs> well, right we're going <laughs> to talk to him. Okay. Go to the website, simplyevenlast.com. By the way, real quickly, we changed the format of the show. If everyone's yeah. listening slightly, slightly, not the format of the show, but how we release them. We used to release them on seven, the multiples of seven of the month, seven, 14, 21, 28, but that's just insane. And so we're going to start releasing them every Monday. The first four Mondays the of the month. The first four Mondays of the month. So if you are, if we're in a month where you have five Mondays, you're still only going to get four shows a month yeah. so it's a little break for easier for scheduling makes it easier for mark to find time to put together so it took us two years to figure that out there you go yeah yeah real smart so uh, the first four mondays of every month we'll have a show that's it cool all right well uh simply follow me on instagram twitter periscope all that stuff at simply human 52 that is going to do it for this edition of the simple human podcast and remember we have a dishwasher so i had a meeting this morning at an office building So until next time, enjoy yourself.